calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Chapter 5. Intermezzo. I reached for my drink and found it empty. I must have been drunk. I'm drunk, I reasoned aloud. I felt the lack of blood in my cheeks and I stood up from my chair to see if I could. Thank God. I took the opportunity to cross the parlor away from the horrible rocking chair. I felt it watch me. An intermission might be a good idea. I nodded. Our host took no time in removing my glass and whisking it away into where I assumed was a kitchen. The lady with the knitting knitted on. I was deciding I needed some sleep if I was going to hear any more of this awful story and I felt for the key. Thank goodness it was in my pocket. I'll see you later. Good night, I said. I knew I had to find out what happened next. What did Harriet discover? What was going to happen to the brophies? And where was Dusty taking Joan? But damn it all, it was just a story. Each step I took was a journey, and I relied on looking around at the various objects in the parlor to use as landmarks. I swear I only had two drinks, but I realized I'd skip dinner entirely. I would have to sleep it off. I felt like a ping pong ball bouncing from object to object. What was once charming was now irritating. An authentic and romantic spinning wheel was now an obstacle. The lovely warm rug a tripping hazard. I became more aware of the fact that the walls were covered with pictures and paintings, and I could hardly see any of the rich dark wood behind it. Silhouettes with dark intentions leered at one another, and I could almost recognize a few of the faces. From where? And the paintings! I recognized even more by Thomas Cole and the Hudson River School, which were by no means small. But I wondered if there were some replications of famous pieces. Was that a Turner? A Goya from his black period? A clutter, to be sure, and yet, a kin. I felt like I was stumbling about a museum storage room, the centuries weighty and dusty. The grandfather clock told two. 
I approached the stair, and all along the banister I caught a snaking bow of evergreen that I had not seen before. I inched up the narrow steps without using it, almost afraid the sap was still bleeding from the poor tree and had a mind to make my warm, tired fingers sticky and damp. Revenge of the pines. There was enough light at the top of the dark landing to catch my eyes in the sable mirror. I jumped with more virility than I expected I had left in my body. As I landed on the ground, far louder than I would have liked, I realized that I had been hunching in fear for a while. Having spooked myself out of the spell, I couldn't help but giggle to myself. I was having a lot of fun, right? I could not for the life of me remember which door was my own. Our host had introduced it to me briskly and professionally, and I was lost in his whirlwind. So, with silly determination, I leaned my ear against every keyhole in the hopes I could catch the snores of my fellow guests and try the most silent doors only. This was a practical solution, at least in theory, as this inn had the kind of keyholes that reminded you of Alice in Wonderland. The first door. What an instrument. A snore that would have served any sitcom roared through the little keyhole, and I could only guess it was the old codger himself. Good for him, what commitment. The second door. Nothing at all. I crossed my fingers and slowly inserted my long Victorian key. I turned it gently, and it stuck. No dice, yet inside, what? Who's that? The low rumble of the old codger. Well, I was flabbergasted, and I silently chuckled after doing the mathematics. If he were in this room, then that would mean, yes, it must have been the woman in the expensive shawl who had the power of a symphonic brass section. I saluted her in the dark. I had no idea she was a musician. Then that left three more doors to try and I was sure to be safe in trying each. I'd already accounted for the sleeping guests and the other two were still haunting downstairs. I assumed our host had private quarters somewhere and I dwelled on the thought for a moment. A cozy room like these forever. A place in the universe that was especially made for you. I shook off the cloying urge of settlement like a wet dog. There were three more doors to try and miles to go before I slept. The third door. A casual turn of the key. A block. Nope. The fourth door. A casual turn of the key. A click. Well, it had to be one of them. I opened the door quietly as I could, but understanding everything was going to creak in a place like this anyway. I reached blindly to find a light switch that lit up the lamp. <gasps> Eureka! It wasn't my room. It was completely different, and it looked like it had been occupied for quite some time. The bed was unmade, the dresser torn open, and sheets and sheets of music littered the desk and the floor, inscribed with some chicken scratch notation. I reached down to pick up one crumpled sheet, and I read the title, Never Trust a Fisher Cat. The door slammed shut, and the light bulb in the lamp popped. I could smell it, but I could not see. I knew I had made a grave mistake. 
For a moment, I stood stock still. The black window panes bristled with the drizzle. Some wind whistled under the door. I let a long exhale escape my nostrils, steadying myself. At least I could hear the door. I took a step and heard the crinkle of papers beneath me. I heard another step. Get out! Creaked a terrible voice. It lilted like it was grinning. I stepped again. It was all I could do. My heart seemed to beat in triple time. I heard another step, this time in front of me. Was it a yard ahead? No cheating now. You have to wait like everyone else. I knew the voice, but whose was it? I stepped a third time, towards the door, towards the voice. Nothing. My heart was a headache. I felt prematurely hung over and nauseous. I stepped a fourth time, half expecting to bump into this presence. I could faintly see the light coming from the bottom of the door in front of my foot. I reached for the knob. A gnarled hand fell on my neck and an awful whisper throbbed in my eardrum. Are you ready for the ending? I slapped the hand as if it were a tarantula and not the misshapen tendons upon me and swept the door open, slamming it shut and thrusting the key in, locking it, though I knew the presence could pursue me if it liked. I stood in the hall, leaning on the door with all my strength for what felt like hours. When I was sure no one was after me, I crumpled to the floor and clutched my knees and began to sob tremulously. I tried to be as quiet as I could. I wasn't having fun anymore. I was willing myself to stand and try the last door. Didn't I want this experience? Didn't I want these special places, these haunted places to be just what they were all along? What was I trying to prove? Stand up. Overconfident. Brave? No, brash. Everything had to have an explanation, yes, but that didn't mean I couldn't feel the major idea welling around me. Whatever was around me didn't mean to do me good. Stand up. I was drunk. I had to be. But I did feel scared. That wasn't the whiskey. All right. I stood up and unlocked the final door. I reached for the light and clicked it. Definitely my room, the desk, the bed, the window seat, the washroom. I exhaled and was shocked I was holding my breath. Wasting no time, I closed and locked the door behind me. Like a baby, I crawled into bed and under the covers. I left the lights on. The sheets and blankets were as comfortable as I dreamed they'd be. Soft like feathers and warm, but dry, almost scratchy. And the light. I was scared, but I wish I hadn't left it on. But it was dark in the washroom, and I couldn't see what was behind the shower curtain. I didn't scan the room when I entered. Who knew who or what could be in here, but I didn't want to leave the bed. I couldn't leave the bed. My body was so worn. And then I noticed the picture above the desk. I had seen it before, but it was as if I finally understood how to read it for the first time. 
This was Harriet's charcoal. Look how your portrait came out. I watched her sketch it, and that was Patrick Brophy. It's very fine, Harriet. Behind a tree, almost a tree himself, just in view. Blink and you'll miss him. You sweet. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't even close my eyes. This kind of confirmation. But life is wakings up. All unexpected, all surprising. And I was arriving at the dawn of fiction and fact in tandem. Like a marsh in the morning. The wet and the dry sloshing together and ruining your shoes. I remembered the feeling and I tried to tuck my legs up into my sternum so I could be warmer. It was still cold. I lay there, shivering. Days could have passed, I would never have known, but in hindsight, I knew they were just hours. Painful, insomnial hours. Yet still I was sure I saw time rope before me like a lasso, spinning about and tightening around me. The sun would not rise on my windowsill, and yet... A knock came at my door. Are you ready? I unfolded. Yes, I said. How long have I been asleep? A few hours. But you're ready? Can't go over it. Can't go under it. Yes, I said again. I stood, grabbed a hat from my dresser, and opened the door. Dusty stood there with a godforsaken candle and, of course, the guitar slung about his back. He bid me follow him around a corner on the landing. I glanced back at the accursed fourth door and followed the wavering path he set. I jolted when I heard a noise and relaxed. It was the lady who was knitting following us. She related to me that we should take the story elsewhere so our voices won't travel. I realized where we were going. Up. This stairwell was even narrower than the other, and though there was no evergreen bough, the oak walls hugged tightly like a tunnel out of a cave. We emerged into a larger attic than I anticipated. A fire was already blazing in a hearth that was crowned not with a guitar rack, but the head of a mighty moose. The furniture in this room was draped in dust covers. The walls were bare except for a few candelabra lit. A banister shut us about the perimeter and guided us toward the center. Be careful, said Dusty. There are holes in the floor. I looked around and saw where the hardwood sagged. I found my way into a canvas-covered chair with a table. The lady who was knitting followed suit and threw her fairly large piece on the table. I was astounded by how much she had made of what I had at first thought was a scarf, now more like a shawl. I heard a terrible and familiar sound. The rocking chair had made the pilgrimage as well, and it glared at us from a dark corner of the attic. Unperturbed, Dusty sat in a chair before the fire and tuned the guitar. Can't go over it. Can't go under it. Must go through it. You've been listening to Rocking Chair. Rocking Chair is written, directed, and produced by Scantic River Productions. For transcripts and more information on our cast and creative team, visit our website at scanticriver.com. Music